Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Bobby Slowick, so far... Carolina and Washington reportedly have requested permission to speak to the Texans offensive coordinator when the time comes for them to be able to do so. They can do it over Zoom right now. They can't do anything in person until January 22nd. That's the day after the divisional round of the playoffs would end. Bobby Slowick met with the media for the first time yesterday since it was reported that their team's interested in interviewing him. Uh, here is his exchange with John McClain and Brandon Scott yesterday on that topic. Thanks, man. Carl Barnes kind of reach out because of your relationship. How are you handling that? We asked the bishop for his advice yesterday. How are you handling it? Are you ready to be a coach? Yeah, it's, it's really easy to handle right now. You know, we're locked in on, on Cleveland. You know, we're full speed ahead, kind of keeping our head down in the dark. That's, you know, all that stuff. I'm very grateful. You know, I'm thankful to the Lord for giving me this opportunity. I'm thankful to, to Nick and D'Amico and the Texans organization for putting me in this position. But, you know, right now I'm a Houston Texan. I'm part of this organization. I'm going to do everything I can to help us win Cleveland. And, like, everyone's energy right now in this organization is devoted to how do we play one more game? How do we keep just playing one more game? You know, we really have a, what I believe is a special group of individuals. I know like offensively, I, I got, there's guys in that room that I, I just can't imagine having to do this without right now, you know, and to really, as much as we can, just find a way to get four more games out of this. That's that's really all all of us are devoted to. So you're going to plan on taking all the interviews or you going to? Haven't even thought about it. Like I, I won't, I won't have much information for you guys. I, I'm being honest, like it's just everything right now is on Cleveland. It's a good answer by Bobby Slowick. I believe him. Um, yeah. I there was if you go back and listen to McLean's question, he he dropped a second question in at the very end that I wish either he had used as a follow up to it or that someone else would have followed him. This is not me criticizing John or Brandon there, but he said, yeah, "Are you re- the, no 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 no?" The, the, he said, "Are you are you ready? Are you ready to be a head coach?" Um, was kind of the question. Play the very beginning, Ben, just in case people missed it at the beginning. Thanks, man. Carl Barnes kind of reach out because of your relationship. How are you handling that? We asked the big for his advice yesterday. How are you handling it? Are you ready to be a head coach? How you hand- cause he answered oh, how you yeah. handling that. He answered yeah. how you handle that, but I would love to hear Bobby Slowick's answer to, are you ready to be a head coach? And it's Yeah, yeah, and he said it's easy to handle because he's not doing anything at all with it, which is, um, yeah, we... He didn't answer that question. He didn't. Hmm. He did. He didn't. I don't think he. I don't know if he even caught that. He probably had his packaged. He had his packaged reply ready. For in, sure. Immediately. No. You know. I, 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 he knew he was going to get that question. Absolutely no. Point. I don't think he dodged the question at all. Like yeah. I just think no, maybe. No, no, yeah. No. Yeah. Like I. But I would love to hear the answer to it. You know what I mean? I'd love to see his his reaction to the question. You know. It's tough. You don't. I like. I. I really just feel my gut feel on this, informed by nothing at all, other than my gut feel, is that he's going to want at least a couple of years. 
of learning how to be an offensive coordinator and like learn all the lessons he can learn from this year. And then maybe just like D'Amico did it in his second year, then kind of attack the process of being a head coach. I think that if you go back to both D'Amico and Bobby Slowick's mentor in Kyle Shanahan or one of their mentors in Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan had had a, a few go rounds, you know, he was up in clear. I mean, he was with his father forever for one, like, as like the son to a head coach who was a head coach forever. Then he was with his father um, in Washington as an offensive. He ended up being the offensive coordinator in Washington, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and then offensive coordinator in in uh, in Atlanta. Cleveland. Then offensive well, Cleveland first. Cleveland and then, first and with then Manziel, Atlanta. right, right. So right. like he had several go rounds before he would have like I think before both the league started looking at him as a head coach candidate and maybe where he felt comfortable. And because of guys like Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, these guys that, at first, like, I thought Shanahan's youth was holding him back. And then I think what ended up happening was that uh, guys just age better these days as coaches because I think they they take care of themselves better. Uh, they, and there's a whole lot less smoking and drinking than there used to be amongst mm-hmm. NFL coaches. So they just look better. I think a lot of owners look at guys who are 38 or 39 years old and I think they still see a young guy. Uh, and I think that actually hurt Shanahan for a little bit until he got his job. But he had a lot more experience than all those other guys did. Now, I think the guy that Slowick probably would really talk to more are the guys like LaFleur um, or uh, uh, McDaniel, um, one other that I'm blanking on, that only had one year of experience as a coordinator before they got the head coaching job. Uh, like, do they feel like they... if? All things being equal, they would have wanted a little bit more season. I don't know. Both those guys are pretty successful so far. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's you know, like, I mean, granted, Lafleur had Aaron Rodgers, and uh, you know, McDaniel. I, you know, I say McDaniel's been successful. Like he's, they've been irrelevant. They made the playoffs last year. They've been a relevant team. It's not like they've torn through the postseason or anything. Kyle Shanahan, by title at least, was the OC here in 2008 and 2009. Yeah, I guess that was... Um, Kubiak was calling the plays, but I'm just saying, like, as far yeah. as title of OC goes, he wasn't calling plays. But I say all that to say that he had the title of offense coordinator at four different places over a nine-year period, Kyle Shanahan. Well, now, you know what I would add to it, too? Like, McDaniel, LaFleur, um, I'm missing one more that worked under Shanahan. They were they were also offensive coordinator in name, but it's Shanahan's show. Yeah. So with with... Slowick, I think he's actually got a leg up on a lot of those guys in that he's been like he's with a defensive minded head coach. The offense has been his deal, and he's had to do a lot more and had a lot more control and independence over the offense than any of those other guys do. Yeah, yeah. Um, boy, and that's a lot of bread too that if he gets offered a job that gets thrown out. I mean, that's at the at the very basic human primal instinct, the thing that we cannot ignore is Bobby Slowick is probably going to get offered a salary that is about eight times what he's making right now, yeah. guaranteed yeah. for a, at least a five-year period, if not more. Like that's, I could be ready for so many things right now for that much money. Yeah. You know, like, uh, hey, are you ready for this job? Oh, I'm pretty sure I am. Yeah, no, that's I'm, thing, man, dude. I'm like, you, you and I are sitting here going, uh, he really should be. Maybe another year just to be sure he's going to do a really good job. Like, okay. Well, give it. You're an, you're an 18 year old kid, and like the most beautiful in the world, woman in the world, asks you to come back to her hotel room. Uh, are you going to tell her? I'm not sure. I'm quite ready for right, this. I'd right. like to practice my skills for a while. Yes. I, uh, you know what? I've only been at this a little bit. 
I've only had one year of experience. I honestly, yes. I'm going to wait until the time is right. <laughs> I know. So I feel like the Chargers are that woman, right? right. Like the Chargers are. Yeah. The Chargers the are. the sexiest of all these seven right now. Yeah. Carolina is just some hag sitting at the end of the bar. <laughs> Some maybe pig. I'm, maybe I'll come back to you later, yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Four in the morning. Four in the morning. I got a bunch of credit card debt. Fine, I'll take the job. Okay. You're my slump buster, Carolina. <laughs> That's great. Um, I think the thing Slowick has going for him too, Seth. He's a he's a sellable candidate to a fan base. Like that. That's the. We've been through we've been through hirings here where the candidates have not been all that sellable to the fan base. Slowik, or, I, nor sought after by other teams. by other teams. There's that too. <laughs> nor 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 the first the first entry that comes up on Google when you put their name in. David Cully. <laughs> David Cully, gym manager yeah, from Long Dave, Island. Yeah, like yeah. Dave, I have three David Cully LinkedIn's be before fair, I got to this. I, <laughs> to be fair, I spelled Cully wrong because okay. I had never heard of David Cully. Oh before. my god! Yeah. Um, god, it's so much better now. It's so much better. <laughs> um, but I, but I think Slowick is a is a very sellable candidate. First of all, as you pointed out to, to Nick the other day, <laughs> why does this guy have to be so damn engaging? I thought he was some bookworm. Um, yeah, Slowick. You know and Nick, Nick, kind of like he was joking around. And he said like, "Well, that's what you, you know." We we had just talked about you know not trusting the reports here. That was actually from. The pro football focus guys who worked with him, yeah. they had said, um, they had said, like the, the two guys of the podcast there, damn it, I know Palazzolo both of them. is one of Thank them. Thank you. Sam Monson. Yeah. And Sam Monson. Okay. Whew, boy. Um, that was a pretty good like, pull by me, I'm just going to say. Yeah, good job. They talked about how, you know, Slowick probably really wasn't going to like having to talk to the press and all that stuff. He gets up there and he's delightful. Uh, he is. So he, he is. got a smile. He takes, like, he, he criticizes himself. He takes, like, he, he thinks about, the questions he's just been he's been really really good in press conferences. Yeah, he he's he's been great. He's not Mike McDaniel, but I'd say he's better than Matt Lafleur, and he's got the pedigree. He's he, he's yeah. he, he he studied under the the tree of Shanahan. And to your point, Seth, he's actually had the offense delegated to him in full uh, by a defensive coach. I think he's a very very sellable candidate. I think if he if he doesn't if he's back with the Texans for a second year next year, then. It's probably more likely that it's because he just chooses to take the Ben Johnson, D'Amico Ryan's approach and just put his name back in the hat a year later than yeah. it is some team really. I think I, th I think a team's really going to take a shine to Bobby Slowick once they they interview him. I, th I think they I think they will. I think he's a very sellable candidate. Uh, well, I think so, some of the answers that he gives in um, press conferences, uh, you, the two things that impress me most are one, he just kind of he can talk in layman's terms about different trends in the league, about the way defenses are playing coverages, um, things like that, that I, I think will be very appealing to owners and that they can kind of talk shop with them, but without sounding like he's talking down or anything, he really has a good way of, of putting things out in straightforward terms. But then the other thing is just that for a guy who you look at him and you know his background and it's tempting to think, oh, this is a super analytical dude. He really cares about the teaching side of things and forming a connection with the players and just finding the best ways to get them to understand the, the why of what they're doing in a way that goes way beyond just the X's and O's. That's been, I think that's a, that's a key. And I think when, 
when the owners talk to various candidates, it's not always that way. You know, you either got on one spectrum, you got the old school egomaniacal like dictators yeah. who are there. There is they'll preach selflessness all day long. But meanwhile, they're the most self-focused people ever. Or then you got the other side of it, which is, you know, like hyper analytical, uh, new age, all of that. But they don't. They don't necessarily connect with the the kids the way, honestly, Bobby Slowick does, and I did not expect that. Bobby Slowick looks like one of the kids. He connects that with maybe, them because maybe that's what helps. He looks like one of them. Here, here's that's like when when Brandy worked with at risk kids. That was one of her job requirements was like to kind of dress like a kid, you yeah. know, like so she seemed more relatable. Yeah, but it was uh, yeah, yeah, like that's that's Bobby Slowick. He's uh, he's supposed to look like one of the kids. Yep, yep. Um, if I were an owner interviewing Bobby Slowick, the question. That I the big question I would want to ask him, because we know that C.J. Stroud's performance this year is a big reason, the biggest reason why Bobby Sloak is getting this kind of buzz. If C.J. Mm-hmm. Stroud were struggling, I don't think Bobby Sloak is in the mix for all these jobs right now. I think I think that's fair to say. Yeah. My question that I would ask Bobby Sloak would be what what of C.J. Stroud's performance this year were because of you? What did you do? We know C.J. Stroud is supremely talented. What specifically did you do this year that made CJ Stroud so good? Right. You know? Yeah, without yeah, and like, you know, like listen, cut out the BS. Like, yeah, I understand it's a team game. I know that you're not trying to take it that this is us talking in this room. Tell me a story. Speak into the flower on my lapel. <laughs> tell yeah, tell, tell tell me a story. Tell, yeah, me, tell a story. me a story about a time where like yeah. we worked through something or what have you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, speaking of CJ Stroud. Likely offensive rookie of the year. Ben, we have uh, Peter Schrager. Yeah, Peter Schrager. I don't know if Peter Schrager has one of the votes for offensive rookie of the year, but if he does, guess who's getting it? My vote for offensive rookie of the year is for a quarterback who came in and took his team from 3-13-1 to a division title in oh. his first year. I'm going with C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud had one of the greatest rookie seasons we will ever see from a player in the NFL. That is not hyperbole. What he did for the team, what he did statistics-wise, what he did considering the talent around him was just magnificent. And if you add in the fact that he had his haters, his doubters, and his naysayers going into this season, well, then it just makes it the perfect package. I'm putting my vote in right now. C.J. Stroud taking his team from irrelevance, from shame, from embarrassment, to the playoffs in his first year as quarterback. <laughs> I just, boy, they got to get a different royalty-free music bed there for the these royalty-free music beds are just yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he could have been I'm popping back and forth for those that aren't watching on YouTube. Like, yeah, he could have been talking to the cavalry before they're about to charge. And uh, you play that music underneath it, and it's going to ruin. Oh, gonna you're going to get destroyed. Mood. Yeah, you're, deserters everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horses this? Like, <laughs> riding away up into the woods. Fellas, <laughs> come back. Um, I agree with Peter Schrager for the record. He is the offensive rookie of the year. Shame. What did he say at the end? Shame, irrelevance, shame, and embarrassment is what he said to the Tex about the Texans. That's what he rescued them from. Irrelevance, shame, and embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he's, I, don't, I mean, like, there were times he's not far off, you know, but now times are better now. Yeah. Times are way better now. The team's doing, you know the, doing things right. You know, the funny thing about the Shanahan tree is, and I know everybody, people get upset sometimes when I don't include Kubiak in that, especially with, like, Mike McDaniel and those guys who started off um, in, in Houston. I, I, the one part about that, Robert Sala, is that, like, I, I guess I go with Shanahan because Shanahan took the his father – 
and Gary Kubiak's offense and just really expanded on it and modernized it in a lot of ways. But yeah, it's the Kubiak. It's the Shanahan Kubiak Shanahan tree, really. Right. Right. It's the yeah. It's the SKS. The SKS. Uh, it's the SKS, which that sounds like a nefarious organization. Um, but the interesting thing about it is that there's there's just about as many defensive guys as there are offensive guys by now. You got Robert Sala, yeah. you got D'Amico Ryans. If you go over to the McVay side of things, um, you've got well, you had Brandon Staley, but uh, yeah, he's, yeah Brandon there's, Staley's been all over the place. Some duds. He's around with lots of people. <laughs> yeah, that was a dud. That was a that was a dud for sure. Um, B Scott's listening. B Scott, who asked the follow-up to McLean's question, said, I admittedly didn't realize John slipped that in there until you all replayed it. B Scott, I'm not criticizing you, just so you know. I mean, no, B Scott knows. Not on I, air, at least. No, I, stop it. I, uh, I, I, I always say that B Scott asks the best questions at those press conferences. He knows that at the press conferences. <laughs> Somebody said that sounded like a really bad corporate video. <laughs> <laughs> the Schrager thing? Yeah. Okay, we did. we got to play it again in the next segment. We're up against it. I mean, let's listen I, to it as a really bad corporate video in the next I gotta segment. I got to tell you, our HR videos, I wonder if they would buy, mind if we played some of our HR videos to the to our listeners. With the actors? I don't know. I don't think, yeah, I love them. I do too. They, you know, they got, remember they went away from the actors for a little bit, but yeah. they've gone back to the skits. Yeah. I, I actually enjoy my HR videos. I do too. I love Bad Decision Guy. In the in the yeah, robe the, with the decision guy is awesome. He's yeah, great. yeah, he's fantastic. I yeah, do this. feel a little bit profiled by almost every person that does eh. something bad on my HR eh. videos, but whatever. It's funny. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I, it's, I get it, but it, that's how they soften the blow. It really is, though. Like the middle-aged white guy walks in, and you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> whose ass is he gonna slap? What are you gonna All do? right. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I'm just glad they provide those videos for us to remind me of these things. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, was ready, I was ready to go around the office know, yeah. slapping all kinds of ass. Yeah. I don't know why I have to take so many more of them than you, though, Sean. <laughs> It's weird. It's I weird. Do... I was... Yeah. Like, Sean, you know Man. those seven videos you have to take? And he like, noticed. No. <laughs> and he noticed. All right. Um, so the coaching cycle is going on right now, um, and a few big names uh, obviously stepped down in the last couple of days. Bill Belichick is out there now. He is the one of the guys who stepped down the last few days I think is going to coach. What if Bill Belichick were let go from the Patriots last year when the Texans had an opening? What would today be like if it were 2023? That is next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you, Payne and Pendergast, Sports Radio 610. The big news today... It's getting all the attention on the TV in here from the national yell at each other shows. Is, um, <laughs> is I like that. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bill Belichick. Bill it Be- is every time you look up at it. It's like, wow, wow there's, they're so angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or they're confused. I used to be that guy. They're, there's, they're, they're, they're angry or confused. They, like, yes, they're, angry. they're yelling, or Orlovsky's got that look on his face like he's trying to take a dump, like, you know, he's squinting. <laughs> either, and then it's either like an, uh, a passive-aggressive confused or genuine confused. Right, right, Sometimes right. the passive-aggressive confused, like, what, what the hell what are you What are you talking, talking about? about? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Bill Belichick uh, and the Patriots parting ways. By the way, we'll get to what we teased here in just a second. There's a news conference today in New England at noon Eastern time, so 11 o'clock local time, that reportedly will have both Belichick and Robert Kraft there. So this yeah. is this is almost like um, Coughlin. It's, it's it's did remember Coughlin did it with the, um, the Giants with the owners, what yeah with the Giants with the Giants yeah. yeah that's right yeah so I guess maybe when it you're, was kind of awkward yeah yeah I'm guessing he, this he this, snubbed somebody this has the potential to be awkward I think with Belichick yeah, and Kraft yeah I don't know I wonder I mean they've got such a long relationship I mean I mean Coughlin had it at that time too and won two Super Bowls. Um, yeah, but yeah. I guess it, I'm just it, factoring in that these are two generally awkward people in front of microphones. <laughs> <laughs> that could. That's a very good point. Yeah. Even if it's completely congenial, it's right. going to be kind of awkward. Awkward. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like anything like, involving <laughs> involving Robert Kraft. I just uh, I remember talking in the first time after knowing Bob Kraft for seven years. I felt comfortable making eye contact with him, and that was a big step for me. Ah. I just, uh, yeah. I invited Bill so many times to go to the Orchids of Asia Spa in Jupiter, <laughs> Florida. He would never bite. Um, Not that it wasn't erotic. It was erotic, um, yeah. At the end of, so this is the thing, Coffin got up and gave a, a speech, and at the end, when he was done, he walked off stage and as I recall, shook hands with a few people, but like blew right past John Mara and the, the co-owner and That's the CEO. That's what it was, yeah. And I think the, the other family that owns, like, I think he acknowledged him, but not John Mara. Uh, who is that? That would make sense. I think, isn't John Mara kind of like the happy-go-lucky, fun guy? I'm not I, sure. Like the, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, could, I could see Coughlin not liking the cut of his jib. Did that feel on brand for Coughlin, that interaction? Oh, no, Tush is the one that's, Tush is the one that's uh, the, like the good time. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know. I, like, uh, yeah, I mean, Coughlin doesn't. There's no duplicity to Coughlin. Right. Like he's not gonna. There's no two. He's not two faced. You know. I think yep. he has a hard time just to, you know being very very polite to somebody that he really despises. So yeah, I, yeah. Let me ask you a question here. Okay, if this were, if this were last year, if Belichick were getting fired on January the 11th, 2023, instead of <gasps> 2024. Yeah. This time last year, the Texans had a job opening. This time last year, the Texans were embarking 
on a hiring journey that wound up with D'Amico Ryans. And I'm not, trust me, this set, the purpose of this question is not to say that Belichick would be an upgrade over D'Amico Ryans. He would not be, in my mind. Not this version of Belichick. But if Belichick got fired this time last year, do you think the Texans have conversations with Bill Belichick about the head coaching job for the Houston I don't, Texans? I don't think so. This time last year, who it's tough because D'Amico changed everything, kind of changed the calculus of everything. Um, also, by the way, we do have breaking news. Which if is? We can hit the, the tight. I don't oh. know if we want to go. Okay. Breaking Trust news from Sports Radio 610 is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. According to Ian Rappaport, the Titans have put in an interview request for Texans OC Bobby Slowick. That is breaking news. That qualifies. Yeah, one of the more impressive offensive minds. He also has a slip from the commanders. Okay. I've never heard that terminology slip, huh? before, but yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. That's actually technically Houston Texans breaking news. So, yeah. Um, so Bobby Slowick, Tennessee. How big a threat yeah. is Tennessee? That's well. That's where the um, their uh, the Rand Carthon, Rand Carthon the GM yeah, yeah. is. So as as Lamont pointed out earlier, he said us media types always assume that because people work together, they have a great working relationship. I wouldn't go that far. I do think there's a higher chance and probability that because they work together in San Francisco, and San Francisco is a very successful organization lately, um, that they probably share a lot of the same philosophies uh, and you know the same background and experiences when it comes to team building now and especially offensively since that's a Shanahan joint you know Uh, so I think that's where it might be if Rand Carthon wants to talk to Bobby Slowick that's the other part of it if Rand Carthon wanted nothing to do with Bobby Slowick then I would say oh yeah it looks like they probably uh, didn't get along all that great Um, Rand Carthon might have an inside edge on convincing Slowick that like, Oh no, I know I'm the one who knows exactly what you want and I'm going to be able to help you work to get what we need and the type of quarterback you want. So that I, it feels like Tennessee might be more of a threat in some respects than some of the more easily, easily uh, identified choice finds like, uh, like San Diego. Gosh, the Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah. 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 Now, now to be clear, the only teams that have requested permission to speak to Slowick. And again, we're coming at this from an angle of, we want Slowick to be the offensive coordinator here next year. I know there's a couple people that have texted that said, you know, uh, why are you guys so hepped up about Bobby Slowick? I think Slowick's a good OC and he's in his first year. I think there's only room to grow for him. Yeah. Look, yeah. Just to, to, to back you up on that real quick. Um, You've got the rookie of the year who has broken all kinds of records yeah. and is looking awesome. Like, go back to Justin Herbert and, with the Chargers. After he lost Shane Steichen, he really wasn't the same guy. Shane Steichen goes to Philadelphia, and Jalen Hurts looks awesome. Shane Steichen leaves. Jalen Hurts doesn't look so awesome. So I'd like at least one more year of seasoning with my young quarterback to where he can stand on his own. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say, so if you're of mind, if you're of mind the same as Seth and I, that we want Bobby Slowick to be the OC, and I think most people are, um, the threat level of the three teams that have put in a request to speak to him, I would say Carolina is almost zero threat. I would say Washington is a legitimate threat, and I would say Tennessee is a legitimate, legitimate threat um, based on the Rand Carthon angle uh, with Bobby yeah. Slowick. I think, Was- the, uh, I think Washington is an underrated opening. You're never going f- to land on a team that's already ready-made to start winning. Like You have the second pick in the draft – 
yeah. a forward-thinking owner, a fan base that's hungry. Yeah. Um, I think that's an a, offense that's a good exceeded one. expectations last year yeah. with a young quarterback who I don't think is the guy. But like Sam Howell did way more and was way more effective than I thought he was going to be. Sure. But um, the other part of it too is just like how aggressive is Amy Adams Strunk going to be in trying to sabotage Houston and uh, this 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 growing and burgeoning. Uh, the, the rivalry they have, yeah. I guess, if they can ever field a team. This was uh, in The Athletic about Vrabel being fired. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Amy Adams Strunk, the Titans owner, or at least she's in charge of the ownership group, was thrilled that the Titans pulled it off, talking about um, their victory the week before the Texans. But one week later, the Titans lost to the Texans in overtime, and the owner was visibly angry about that loss. That's when several members of the Titans staff believe she had made up her mind. That was she the want- Oiler game that was her own little yeah. playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, she wanted to move on for Vrabel. She consulted with some others in NFL circles about the decision, but ultimately the decision was all hers with no input from Carthon. Dude, Vrabel ruined her little birthday party. That was yeah. her birthday party with little oiler party hats and streamers and noisemakers and paint on the field yeah, and cowboy yeah. hats for the boys yeah. and party hats for the girls. And, and they, got beat by a, they got beat by a backup quarterback. By a backup yeah. quarterback in the city that you were openly mocking throughout the entire game with your PA announcer that you hired for your little birthday party. You got your you got the guy the guy the guy that agreed to wear a bum Phillips hat yeah. against his better judgment and Dude, best intentions. I he didn't want to wear it. Love yeah. this. I love the fact that Vrabel spoiled spoiled her little birthday party is the reason is a is a driving reason why he got fired. That is just that's the coup de gras in the Texans ruining that entire weekend for her. And now she's coming after our Slowick. Yeah, that's true. Now she has a chance to exact revenge if she wants to pull the she wants to pull the checkbook out. I don't know. That does it does it do the Titans feel like an organization that's going to pay above market for a, a, a first time head coach yeah. uh, to just to to exact revenge? Maybe I don't know. Maybe she's that vengeful. We'll see. We'll see. Um, back to Belichick and the Texans. I I don't think they would have entertained Belichick. Now they, they, they did a zoom interview with Sean Payton. So, someone's texting in saying they didn't go after Payton. They wouldn't have gone after Bill Belichick. I mean, they did go after Payton in so much as they had a zoom call with him and, and were yeah. interested in talking he was, to him. And they actually talked to Payton before they were allowed to meet in person, which according to coward, or at least the way coward presented, it seemed like Payton may have been offended that, or, Oh no, I heard this from elsewhere. There's a chance that Payton may have like been offended that he was, uh, that the meeting was via zoom. Like, because I don't know, like, because he's old, he doesn't understand or get that. Like, that was the way it had to be done at that right. moment. They did interview him early. The thing is, within however many day- days, D'Amico interviewed and flat out said, A, like he blew the interview away, but B, said, This is where I want to be. Like, I don't want to be anywhere else. That's right. And it was a pretty easy decision for Cal and Nick at that point. Yep. It was like, uh, don't believe any of the propaganda out of Denver that no. Peyton was who they really wanted. D'Amico said no to the Broncos. Yep. Okay, does this – we got to go back to this text real quick. Does this uh, Peter Schrager segment where he announces C.J. Stroud as his vote for Rookie of the Year – sound like a really bad corporate video because of the canned music underneath it. My vote for Offensive Rookie of the Year is for a quarterback who came in sure and does. took his team from 3-13-1 to a division title in oh. his first year. I'm going with C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud 
had one of the greatest rookie seasons we will ever see from a player in the NFL. That is not hyperbole. Okay, that's what good. He we, did- we've heard enough. Yes, it sounds like a really bad corporate video. He sounded like, uh, what's Chris Collinsworth's sign? It sounded like Jack, Jack. Collinsworth. With less testosterone, yeah. Over like doing a like leading a leading like an oldies jazzercise class or something. Like you know where your feet are barely <laughs> moving, you like see him kind of like yeah. moving his arms like this. All right, ladies, I, yeah, I see it. I you know yeah. what I, you know what the music sounded like to me. It sounded like the the music that would play at the opening mixer on a singles cruise where nobody knows uh, each other, but you're just kind of, you got your hello, my name is tag on there. Ben, play it one more time from the very beginning. My vote for offensive rookie of the year. Is He's kind of walking around. And going, you get a it took his team double from three, soda or 13, whatever it is, and, and one to a division to, Hello, my uh, name is Jenny. Year. I'm going with Start talking to her. Where are you from? C.J. Stroud. Do you like C.J. Stroud? You want to vote for him as rookie of the year? I wonder... Did you ever, when you were single, did you go to a singles mixer? No, I never did. I uh, never did it. But I'm, that I'm feels going like off a lot of pressure. Do. I admire anybody that does that. I, I was never know. in a position to do it, but like, uh, I've, it's a whole different vibe you got to put out. Yeah, because everybody like it's very like it's it's different than any other spot where even though you know like there's always people out there trying to you know meet other people, but that's, right. That's very. It's almost too formal. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Speed dating too. A lot yeah. of pressure. A lot of pressure. Now. If it's a cruise, you are confined in one area. You have no choice but to go talking to people. That's the best thing to say to a lady. Yeah, you have no you know choice you're but to talk to You're confined to this area. <laughs> I know that you're going to be here for a week. Care to go back to an even more <laughs> confined area with me? How does it feel being surrounded with no escape by all this water? Okay, what? This is why you only escape on is a watery death. <laughs> a maniacal look on his face. That would scare any lady. All right. Um, Injury report today. Texans have their last practice before the playoff game. Of the guys who didn't participate yesterday, who are the ones we need to see at practice today? Who are the ones we're just hoping to see practice today? That is next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast. I keep saying there's seven openings now. There's actually eight. I keep forgetting to add New England. Bill Belichick parting ways with the Patriots this morning. There's going to be a news conference later this morning um, with Kraft and Belichick both there. So guessing it'll be cordial since they'll both be there. It'd be fun if they got into a fight with each other. 
like it's a big boxing match or something like that. You know, they have to be separated or, you know, like people step in between them or something. Yeah. That would be great. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. That's uh, it'll be cordial. And I would imagine I like, honestly, like Belichick's always handled that side of stuff pretty well. Like he bites his tongue when he could, uh, you know, when people present criticism to or anything. And like these two, they, these two have been, Kraft and Belichick have been through so much and and probably had their shared disagreements over the years um, that it might be as much of a mutual parting of the ways as it could be at this point. Yeah, probably so. I mean, they've like, I, and I mean that like not like, oh, they finally got sick of each other. I just like that. It's like, yeah, all right, look, we don't have to be dramatic about this. It's just time. No, and the nature of their season lent itself to being able to build to this point. You know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. sudden about this is my guess. Behind the scenes, there have been reports all season long about this, us arriving at this day with Bill Belichick. So eight openings now in the um, in the NFL. And we should mention again, if you missed the news, Tennessee, the third team now to request permission to interview Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. You know, the thing about it is the more job openings there are, including, I mean, people are, <laughs> I don't know if this is reckless speculation, but I don't think it is. People wonder, okay, if the Cowboys got rolled in the first round of the playoffs, if they somehow lose to the Packers especially, that would be especially embarrassing to the Cowboys. Uh, could it be Belichick to the Cowboys or something? I think like I, I think that's that's obviously speculation, except I don't see it as impossible. I, I see it. And if Jerry Jones were to enter the conversation and you got nine teams that have openings, the amount of money people might be willing to throw at Bobby Slowick might be too loud for Bobby Slowick to ignore. Maybe, maybe. I was with a bunch of Dallas people last night over at the Yellow Rose Distillery. They were there were a bunch of people from their headquarters in from Dallas for a, a party over there, and so I was. We were talking a lot of football, and it's a bunch of Cowboy fans in the room. That that is very real. The discussion that you're talking about that if McCarthy were to lose, especially in a fashion that is kind of embarrassing to the the Packers, that that's in play. It's funny, the folks I was talking to, the folks um, that I was talking to, uh, they were, a couple of them were saying that there's been more chatter about Jim Harbaugh as opposed to Bill Belichick. Mm, which one do you ooh. which one do you think would work better with Jerry Jones, Bill Belichick oh. or Jim Harbaugh? I think Jim Harbaugh actually would. And, and it makes more sense in terms of Jim Harbaugh working with Dak Prescott. Yeah, I like that. Um, as far as those guys working with Jerry Jones, I, you know, I think that Harbaugh has worked with a GM, um, and it was with what's his face there that's with the Jaguars now, Balky, you know, um, like, and it's like, I think, I think Harbaugh ultimately probably wants total control. Um, but I think that he's probably like, he's just a, he's an eccentric dude to begin with. Um, so I think he's probably got more of an appetite or he's got perhaps more of a tolerance for stuff, especially after having dealt with college boosters and all in administration yeah. and all that for multiple years. Dude. I, I think he would look at Jerry Jones like a cool breeze. You yeah, know? I, that's a great point. I can't imagine, especially the last year with Harbaugh. I think any college coach, any college coach, like to me, it's not even an argument. Like which, which job comes with more stuff, a college a big time college coach or an NFL coach. Yeah. Big time college coach nowadays for sure. Does it, if you think about you think about Belichick and his whole thing is like just all about the football, none of the hoopla. He doesn't want to have to deal with any of that stuff. 
that doesn't really jibe well with Jerry Jones whatsoever. No. Whereas Harbaugh, like, he fell right into the, being the Michigan head coach and doing goofy stuff on social media and sleeping on a cot at a recruit's house, whether it's legal or not. Like, he would be game for anything and everything that Jerry Jones wanted to do to make money, I think. Dude. And, like, that part of it alone, compared to a lot of NFL coaches, is just, it, it's going to be a, a, a different personality match, I think. Yep. So here, here are the players for the Texans that didn't participate in practice yesterday. Will Anderson, ankle. Andrew Beck added to the injury report with a calf. Noah Brown, back injury, although Noah Brown has multiple injuries uh, going right now. Um, and then Jonathan Grenard and Jerry Hughes, also ankle injuries. So, Seth, you've got three defensive ends right now with ankle injuries, and I'm – I think if I if I was a betting man right now, I would say the only one that plays, and I have no information based on this, but just based on him playing last week, yeah, Will Anderson Jr. and Jer the way Jerry Hughes left the field last week, and the fact that Grenard's been off the grid for three weeks now, yeah. they need Will Anderson Jr. back. I'm hoping they get these other guys back. Yeah, um, uh, like as, as far as yeah, Jerry Hughes leaving the field, I guess. Yeah, the only thing I hope about that is just like it was with Jonathan Taylor, man, ankles are finicky. And sometimes once you once you've had a sprain in your life, you can roll it again and it'll feel just as bad as the first time around. And it might feel like everything snapped, but then after a while, you're, you're, it subsides and you can get back out there. Uh, so like, hopefully it's that brand of an ankle sprain. Uh, I, I, this is this is the big opportunity area for the Texans versus the Browns. If you look at the Browns roster, it's just very, very well constructed. There's two things that they don't do well right now. It's running the football. They just they with Flacco in, they have not been running the ball effectively, partly because they are down to their fourth and fifth offensive tackles. So the Texans edge rushers, if healthy or at least healthy enough to be effective, you've got a decided advantage against those offensive tackles, and it further helps you just limit the run and hopefully focus more on playing the back end and not getting suckered up into play action all the time. Um, it's huge. Like that, for me, that's the game right there. If you could tell me right now that Will Anderson and John Grenard were going to come out and give you 50 snaps each and they just oh. were both going to feel awesome, I'd feel really good. I would yeah. certainly bet on the Texans with a three-and-a-half-point spread. Um, without those guys, it becomes a lot tougher. Is it up to three and a half now? Did you see that somewhere? It was I thought I saw that early this morning. Okay, was I mean, I, I, I could see okay. that. It was it, it, it was it went from two and a half to three yesterday. Okay. It's actually down to two and a half now, at least oh, according okay, to good. Yahoo. So it's down, it's under a field goal. So it's hovering around three. Um, so yeah, that, that would be good. Noah Brown coming back, like that would be, I mean, this is where we are this season. Like if I all of a sudden saw an injury report that had Noah Brown limited, I would get a tingly feeling. I'm not going to lie. Like now, okay, now we got we got Nico, we got Noah Brown. We can trot three receivers out there and not have to have one of them be basically one of. I'm calling Mechie a rookie because this is basically his rookie year. Yeah. You know, you go from the only time Mechie or Xavier Hutchinson see the field would be in you know spread four wide receiver set kind of thing. You know. Right. Yeah. Three vets. That's, um. And like honestly. Is the stat that keeps coming up now is that CJ's been much better against zone than he has against man. That he's very, very good against zone, uh, but not so hot against man. The one, the one thing that doesn't concern me as much as maybe like those those headline grabbing items would have is that 
a lot of that is tied to at various times when the Texans have struggled versus the Blitz. I don't think it's always necessarily that like, nope, versus teams that play man, he's bad, and versus teams right. that play zone, he's good. It's always, it's always way more nuanced and yeah. complex than that. That's where it really comes down to, for me, getting C.J. protection in the pocket. Uh, and if you have to scheme it by using a fullback, by keeping tight ends in, then the then you also got to be able to run the ball out of those formations, you know. And that's the so the run game is very much tied to the passing game this week. Not in that you got to run to set up the play action as much as that. Like I just want you to be able to keep those heavier formations on the field, two tight ends, and using a fullback, all that to block for CJ, but then to also to spring the play action on him off out of it too. Yeah, I'm getting excited, man. I mean, we're it's we're getting down to it now. Tomorrow's football Friday. Game yeah. is 3.30 on Saturday. It's a first playoff game right out of the shoot. Man, I would love the dynamic of last week, Seth. The best part of last weekend was the Texans winning Saturday made Sunday so much more fun. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that your team yeah. is still in it and relevant. And if they win Saturday, man, if they win Saturday, that Saturday night game matters to you between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Like those next two games, Chiefs-Dolphins Saturday night and then the very first game, Bills-Steelers, the outcomes of those games – dictate where you're going or maybe you know if you get two upsets you get another home game out of it not to mention you get to watch them released from the tension yeah. of worrying about your own game yeah we're it's in. like when you're you ever like you know what you're at an event and you're gonna be and you're gonna speak and like you can't you got three people speaking in front of you and you'd love Dude. to be a good human being and listen to them and everything but you're in your head thinking about like your comments like should i say this should i not? oh no he said this i gotta change my speech Dude. like that's that's how i am if i'm watching the playoffs and my team's yes. playing dead last oh i'm yeah. done i'm done now <laughs> yeah like oh no, I, can I can relax en- i can enjoy the evening and I have can, a drink or two i, I yeah. can relax it was funny i um i hosted an event last week and the person planning it was going through kind of the agenda with me of you know, of the various little milestones on the agenda. I was emceeing it, and she was awesome. She did a great job organizing it, but we got to the point where my part was done. Like, I didn't have to go back on the stage for the rest of yeah. the night. And she's explaining to me, like, how the video that I'm tossing to is going to sequence, and then then I'm, then I'm I introduce somebody, and then I'm done for the night. She kept going with what happens after the person, you know, like, yeah. and then this person, and then the person you introduce is going to toss to this video, and then this and that. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Am I done at this part right here? And she said, yeah. I said, well, I don't care about any of this other stuff. You don't need to explain it to me. I'm going to go drink wine. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're not grooming me to be somebody's, uh, 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 what's it called in theater when you're understudy. Yeah, I'm not going to be somebody's understudy. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, one of our listeners brings up a good point. If uh, If you want more juice for the weekend, even though this team, the Titans, will have no part of the weekend. So for those of you who haven't heard yet, the Titans have put in a request to interview Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. Our listener says... I like that Tennessee is obviously making decisions based on how to screw the Texans yep. and not what is best for the Titans. Yep. We are all the way in ahead of that team. It reminds me of Vince Young. You know, like where it felt like it felt like Bud Adams wanted to draft Vince Young almost exclusively just because he knew that a lot of Texans fans would be upset about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even the philosophy, we'll bring John Lopez in on this. Like, that's a vindictiveness right there. Yeah. Even the whole thing, like, back in the day, you draft Mario Williams because you play Peyton Manning twice a year. Like, well, you do have 14 other games that you got a game plan for. You know, yeah. you're gonna play, you know, you're gonna play good quarterbacks a lot. Yeah, don't make the first overall pick based on two games a year for the next few years. Hello, John. Wait a minute. Amy Adams did something that Bud Adams did? It, it can go figure. Go figure. Okay, and then this this is the part where that I think we're least worried about is yeah. that if it comes down to a bidding war that Amy Adams Strunk is going to spend oh, super time. goofy money big to, time. To, to buy Bobby Slowick's services. Yeah. The, ray, the rayon three-piece suit doesn't 
fall far off the rack. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The comb That's over? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she does. A, she's got a good comb over. Um, what are your What are your percentages right now that Bobby Slowick gets a head coaching job? I think higher than they've ever been. I don't know if that's over fifty percent. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. I look. What eight jobs now available? Uh, some some premier jobs available. I, you're not You're not being true to yourself if you're not at least kind of raising an eyebrow yeah. at, at yeah. the at the prospect of it. I mean, you're just not. Oh, he should do all the interviews. That, that's it my is, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, John, I've got all these highfalutin reasons that Bobby should stay for love of the game. But then you put yourself in his shoes. Exactly. And, like, somebody throws $10 million a year Money, at you. Money, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, right. And it's not only his lifelong dream, it's his family's lifelong yeah, dream. Yeah, he's second generation. Yeah. That's true. That's that's uh, something I've not factored into it yeah. yet. Maybe that's... it's his family's dream for him not to flop because he's not ready yet. <laughs> exactly. That's what I say. Could be. Kind of a mini Harbaugh thing. I, I have, my, my idea is to try to somehow get D'Amico to be the kind of guy who uh, gaslights people and have, like, D'Amico undermine his confidence. Be like, yeah, that's <laughs> you're, a... You're not sure, ready. That's a great starter job. I mean, yeah, you probably you might be able to use that as a springboard after you get fired to oh, you know man. get another one down on Nefarious the line. Nefarious D'Amico, that yeah. would be fun. Yeah. Say the word "fine" a lot. That, that, fine, fine. Uh, with that smirk that you just fine. had, it's fine. Oh man, I want to slap you right now, and I know you're just joking around. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, how about the three legends retiring uh, within like 18 hours of each other? Uh, it, it, it's really it's crazy. incredible. It's a whole new book. That is you think be Popovich will follow him out the door today? That would be good if we got rid of Popovich. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah we that need would, Popovich would, to quit today. <laughs> that I think. would be good. Sometime before 4 o'clock. I feel really bad for Pete Carroll. Uh, you do? Yeah. He got booted upstairs yeah. or booted to no, an advisory he, he, role? His headlines were, uh, tenure was short-lived. Oh, he was like Farrah Fawcett yes. to Michael Jackson. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Farrah Fawcett died one morning. It's like, oh, my God, Farrah Fawcett. And then Michael Jackson goes and yeah. dies. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Farrah. Sorry yeah. about yeah. that. All right, um, that was Crosstalk, brought to you by DNM Leasing. You're listening to KILT and KLT HD2, an Odyssey station. Seth, antibodies to you, my friend. Antibodies and a viewing of 10 to you. Thank you very much, 10. That's Bo Derek, not Farrah Fawcett. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh she's been disrespected yet again. again. <laughs> all right, Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig. We'll see you all tomorrow at 6 a.m. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 